my um, life philosophy, and I use it a little bit when I talk to anybody, is uh, do no harm, but take no shit. Hello, and welcome to episode 51 of The Lieberland Show. I'm your host, Adam J. Carswell. Today we are joined by Dean McRae, the Lieberland representative to Australia. Dean, thank you so much for coming on the show. And do you have any opening remarks for our listeners? Mate, thank you for having me. It's a, a real, real pleasure. And I'm only sort of uh, becoming the new Lieberland representative of Australia. The uh, incumbent's moving away. So I've agreed to help out and uh, sort of in, in that capacity take over that job, I think. Yes, uh, happy to have you doing so. I'd say that the Aussies are, are dominating the airwaves recently here on the Lieberland show because uh, Hans Norvid of episode 49 was the one who connected us and he told me about your background. We got on a call not too long ago, got to know each other. Um, again, just have to say, you guys listening, you'll see why I'm saying thank you to Dean. He's a very courageous gentleman. Again, we're happy to have him starting to step into the role that Hans was managing. Um, I'm not sure for how long, but to see that you guys are, are doing your thing, even among, amidst the, uh, the pandemic, if you will, it's, uh, it's always a good thing to see. Mate, Hans, Hans is a great guy. I, sort of, I met him in person for the first time probably actually two months ago, before, just before my, my latest election run. And he sort of, him and his partner came along and helped out with handing out flyers and stuff, which I'll be forever grateful for. And um, he handed me a Liberland flag. So that's above one of my Australian flags at home now. And yeah, we sort of had a bit of a chat about what's involved and what we'd like to see happen with Liberland in general, liberty across the world and anything we can do from this end. I love it. One other uh, fun fact about this conversation, guys. Dean is currently uh, on a walk. He's walking, walking his dog. So what kind of dog do you have? <laughs> no, he's a little Kelpie cross. We're not sure what the other part's crossed with. He's, he's got a bit of a nickname in the libertarian community here in Australia. He's known as the Freedom Puppy. <laughs> so I make little videos and he makes, I've, got a, I've got my own YouTube program called Resolute TV that's very libertarian leaning. And uh, that was how I came across Lieberland. And uh, he, makes, he makes the odd casual appearance in the Resolute TV videos and program as well, this, this dog, he's semi-famous. I love it. So um, if we want to see the pup in a, in a Resolute TV video, can uh, we put a link to that in the show notes? Oh, for sure, for sure, mate. We, uh, we released 10 episodes recently. So when the first lot of lockdowns came up, I'm involved with the Australian Libertarian Party. We're called the Liberal Democrats. Um, and I was on all the committees, the state level, and I'd kind of been pushing the guys that we need more content, we need more content, we need to get guests, we need to get this, this message out because I think it's a valuable message and I'm probably the least technological driven bloke in Australia but um, <laughs> when, when nobody really jumped on and did it, I just went, well, it can't be that hard to drive a camera and get somebody to help edit it. So I put a little team together and we produced this, this uh, program. We went, the goal was 10 episodes of at least an hour per episode and we, we smashed that into the park and we just started working now on series two. So been good fun and our Lieberland president made an appearance I sort of reached out after doing some research on on Vit and he was kind enough to sort of donate some time to talk so he made a great appearance I think on episodes three and four we split his interview up into and that was sort of I guess how I got tied in with, with the Lieberland project. All right and yes you mentioned um, well that's great that you got to connect with Vit I'll, uh, we'll see if, well, you know, anyone listening, like we said, we're going to have some links to Resolute TV. So go ahead and check out episodes three and four as well with Dean's interview with the president. Um, but you mentioned the recent election and yourself. So could you share <laughs> with our listeners a little bit about 
how you've been active lately in in the elections there in Australia. Yeah, look, more than happy to share. We, I, as I said, I'm part of the Australian Libertarian Party, which is called the Liberal Democrats. Not to be confused with the UK version, which is anything but libertarian. <laughs> um, and I, on, on a national level, I, I guess I have a, a moderate position. I guess people know who I am Australia-wide as far as libertarians go. I'm a relative personality. And at a state level, I was sort of involved in a lot of the committees. And at one state, I was vice president for a little while and doing my bit to help and, and forward the cause of liberty. And in that run, we have a series of elections like everywhere does. And uh, I ran in the New South Wales seat of Goulburn in the last lot of state elections. Didn't do, didn't do particularly well, but that was sort of to be expected just with the lead-in that we had. And then in the last lot of big federal elections... I campaigned in the electorate of Lynn, which is a, oh, it's up on the mid-north coast of New South Wales. And I sort of, I did relatively well. We got nearly 6,000 votes. So we got six, 7% of the vote, which for Libertarian Party is pretty good anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Then in the most recent, we had a, an incumbent step down with poor health. So there was a, what they call a by-election. And the by-election, look, essentially at that time, there was 14 people who were nominated Australia-wide, so out of 26 million people, there was 14 of us. We, like America and most other Western worlds, we have the two two or three big parties that really dominate everything, and then the rest of us are sort of fighting for crumbs and airtime and just trying to promote our causes and our belief. But it was a really, really interesting election campaign. I learned a lot. It was probably the most active campaign that I've done boots on the ground-wise. We had about 40 or 50 volunteers over the, over the electorate who showed up on the day and came out and donated their time, effort, energy and got behind the, got behind the call. So, yeah, numbers-wise, it was a bit of a failure, but as far as everything else went, it was actually quite a success for the party in hindsight. On the day, I, I didn't see it that way, but in hindsight, it was actually quite a success just to see the party work together in a way that I hadn't seen my five or six years involved with the Liberal Democrats in Australia. So there was some, some real positives to come out of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it goes with what you're saying is um, you, as well as those that you're associated with, you guys all took massive action. And so in the moment, maybe it did feel like a, a minor failure if you want to look at the numbers. But in the long run, I mean, that's that's what precedes your name now. I know Dean McRae. I didn't know all the details like you just described, but I knew, okay, this is a man of influence. This is a man who stands up for what he believes in. He uh, ran with the Libertarian Party. And so I could care less for them in a certain regard. I could care less about how your numbers were. That's just a, a great resume and information to have backing yourself now. So again, round of applause. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I appreciate the compliments. I mean, for me, we did obviously with a lot of the COVID stuff that's going on, it was really awkward. Libertarians as, uh, as, and I, I get the feeling most people involved in the Liberland project are very libertarian in nature. One of the, one of the key achievements in the election for me was we have, uh, three what are called MLCs over here, so a member of local government. They're sort of, they're not governors. They sort of run run their territory, I suppose. They're, they're sort of elected officials. We used to have a federal senator, which is another layer of government, of course, because they really love their government here in Australia like they do in most Western worlds. But we also, I, I managed to put together a little campaign launch that actually put some of the biggest names of the Liberal Democrat Party in the same Zoom call together, and it was like an open free-for-all, just join the link and join in and see all these guys talk. And they weren't just sort of saying nice things about me. We were talking about the cause of liberty, how to, how to push that forward, how to take the party forward. Because obviously the scary part with a lot of people and libertarians is how do you translate from 
oh, these libertarians, they want no government and they're, they're anarchists. And, and it sort of scares those moderates a little bit. And I guess to put all those people who have been so influential, certainly at an Australian level, in the same Zoom call, which I don't think they'd ever done that, certainly not for a long time in a, in a positive way. They've had plenty of wars between each other, I think. Uh, it was really, really great. It was a really positive thing. So I was, I was very happy to see that come out. That was great. All right. So let's transition now, focus a little bit more on Lieberland. I know it seems like you're, uh, as you communicated, just starting to get your toes wet a little bit. Maybe you've known about the project for some time, but you're getting ready to, uh, to take your involvement to the next level. What are some things about Lieberland that, one, drew you in, that caught your attention? And two, what are you most excited about uh, for the future of the country? Well, I, um, I took a bit of an interest in the concept of micronations about five or six years ago. Australia had a very fa- famous micronation, which unfortunately is announced that it's winding up this year, um, called the Hutton River Province. Its founder, Prince Leonard, uh, passed away a few years ago, and his family have decided not to carry on the 30-plus year project. And I sort of I looked at that. I thought, well, this is really interesting. How does this work? And obviously, they'd done a show on TV, so I looked into – I went down the rabbit hole of, of – different thinking nations and I came across uh the Liberland concept and I went, well that sounds really good so I watched some interviews with with our president Yedlechka I said to him in my interview with him that I'd struggle with foreign pronunciations I'll get <laughs> you're good you're close <laughs> <laughs> yeah and look and I sort of I just reached out and I wanted to know more at that stage so I've, I've liked the idea of countries voluntarily working together or groups of citizens of whatever country going we're not really happy with how this is operating. And unfortunately, in general society, so if I'm not happy with Australia, I can't just opt out. You can't just go, oh, look, I'm not happy with any of these systems. I'm going to go live over here. You're going to leave me alone, please. There's, there's none of that. So right. see people who are thinking outside that box going, how can we set up systems and places that we can live voluntarily and uh, harmoniously together in, in a, an agreed-upon situation whereas a lot of the things in modern society really isn't agreed upon where we have it inflicted upon us and we're just expected it's over the line so uh follow the rabbit hole and here i am at Lieberland talking to vit of course and we, we had a great conversation for 45 minutes to an hour um and then of course i sort of i sent him a message afterwards and said oh, mate is there anything i can do to help the project or you know like well, what can we do beyond an interview and uh, so he sent me some links and we started talking about it introduced me to hans hans and i sort of started talking a bit more Obviously, um, here we are, whereby Hans is looking at leaving his post and, and moving overseas, and I'm uh, very open to, to helping the Liberland project in any way that I can. So if that means offering my, my residence here in Australia as, as a bit of an embassy, to, so to speak, more than happy to do those sort of things. Obviously, use whatever influence I have to sort of help sell the idea as, as, as at least an alternative. I think it's a brilliant concept. And what kind, of, what kind of message would you want to put out there for any Australians that are listening right now? Or, again, just granted the fact that the world is connected on an internet basis in a way that it's never been before, you know, either. So someone who's listening or an Australian who's there with you right now, what message would you want them to hear about getting involved and potentially, you know, working alongside you on the Australian projects? Oh, well, look, I think, I think the Liberland Project just has such great merit in its vol- voluntary spirit. It's, uh, you know, nobody has a gun to their head to, to join the Liberland Project. Uh, so anybody who does value their, their freedom and their liberties and wants to see that expanded worldwide, it's, it's a great project to have a look into. And everything that's of any value doing takes work, it takes volunteers, it takes helpers. So I, I'm certain I won't be able to create anything from from an Australian perspective on my own I'll need a team of people around me so 
anybody who is interested in, in looking into this project, I'd be more than happy for you to reach out. I'm very easy to find. I'm on all your social media media businesses and um, I've got Facebook and Instagram and all that sort of stuff. So there's no problem with reaching out to me and saying hello. Yeah, look, let's work together and try and try and one, promote Lieberlands to show that it can be done. If, if Lieberlands is successful, it will open the door for other other countries to create similar projects elsewhere. Awesome. And if there was, if you did have to give out, for example, one preferred way for anyone listening today to follow up and get in touch with you, what would the best way be? Uh, look, your, your best bet's probably to catch me on Facebook. It's a fairly fairly public face, uh, Facebook page. I have the uh, Facebook page for Eden Monero candidate Dean McRae, or I just have my personal one, which is uh, just Dean McRae, M-double-C-R-A-E. And there's a, a photo of me wearing a taxationist theft baseball cap, looking awfully political because <laughs> we don't want to we don't want to take ourselves too seriously all the time. Uh, yeah, look, reach out, and if if we can work together, that'd be great. I love it, and um, I have to agree. For anyone listening right now, Dean is one of the most responsive individuals I've ever had to work with. I know at any point in time in setting up this interview, I, I would hear back from him almost instantaneously. So if you're looking to get involved, this is definitely someone uh, that you're going to want to get in touch with. Real quick too, Dean, we didn't get to touch on it too much, but can you tell us just real quick um, some more about maybe like your professional background and what you've done to get yourself around the world a little bit? Yeah, yeah, look for sure. I sort of, I left school. I was, I was I'm not going to say professional athlete, but I was a pretty serious athlete in high school. I was a cyclist, so, you know, road cycling. So I spent some time traveling with that uh, project. And then after leaving school and not quite cutting the grade as a professional, I moved into hospitality. So I'm a professional chef in that sort of career, took me around the world, lived, lived some time in London and Paris and places like that, which was, you know, fantastic, of course. And nowadays, I sort of, I've run a few businesses, I've had some excellent successes and I've had some horrible failures like anybody who's ever been brave enough to try a business and most people are shocked when you say, what do you mean you've had failures? And I go, anyone who's not willing to admit their failures isn't willing to admit this or shouldn't be willing to admit their successes either. And yeah, now I sort of, I'm currently working on a couple of little projects and obviously the, the Resolute TV. So that's that's sort of my background in a nutshell. I'm studying a few courses online just to sort of expand the skill set in and around. I'm bloody hopeless with technology, so I'm doing a couple of little online courses to work out, you know, web design and stuff like that. Yeah, always learning, always getting better and having a good time here in New South Wales, Australia, despite the coronavirus. Yes, and you're, okay, so New South Wales is where you're at. How, because uh, Hans and I touched on a little bit when I had him on the show. How do you see... Um, you know, do you see Australia coming out of this era that we're in, in a hopeful, like, do you, do you see hope for the future of the, of the country? Look, I, I go through phases like just about anybody, I think, at the moment who's watching it. So, uh, Victoria, <laughs> which is our currently hardest hit state, which is down south, they've, the party that's in charge down there is essentially the equivalent of the United States Democrats, I suppose, is a good comparison. They call themselves the Labor Party, but that's sort of, you know, they're along the Democratic party of america's line so their uh their leaders loving the the lockdown concept so they're on six weeks of you're not allowed out of your house you're not allowed to go anywhere have you got your permit everybody must wear a face mask you can't leave uh, if you want to go shopping it has to be within five kilometers of your home uh which takes a lot of hope away because you sit there and go all these people are just complying with this this is ridiculous right you, you these people shouldn't have one shouldn't have this power and it's the fact that we are complying shows a, an empathy 
you know, being ruled by others, which, which really worries me. New South Wales hasn't reached that far yet, but the, the state that's in, or the state premier that's in charge here is technically more Republican, if you were to make that comparison. They call themselves the Liberal Party of all things. So none of that quite adds up on a world, world scale, but that's what it is. They're sort of not there yet, but I, I just have this sneaking suspicion and maybe it's the uh, paranoia of a libertarian who looks more into things than he probably, than they would like. They, these guys usually let the, the Victorians and the, the Labor Party make all the extreme moves first and then they just sneak them in following not too far behind, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we eventually all just toe the line anyway because... There's not a huge difference between either party anymore, and I think that goes for most most of the world. The two big parties yep. are pretty well pretty well the same. One, you know, they both agree on the same thing. They both they both think the government should rule our lives. They just disagree on which parts of our lives that they should have control over. That's um, the disappointing part for me, I guess. Yep. So hey, I mean, all we can do is continue to push our message, push our uh, our voice, and if anything, share. Uh, I don't even think I want to use the word push. It's just getting getting the word out and letting people know that there is another way of thinking, another way to do things, and we are very passionate about it. And one thing that made me chuckle there, you said the thing about not being able to go within five kilometers of uh, where you live to go shopping. Well, I can say that you know once we're all happily living in Lieberland, we probably uh, aren't going to have to wear masks, but I, I think that we would definitely have to go shopping within five kilometers of our homes because <laughs> <laughs> the size of, the, of our country. So that's uh, it exactly. And you, and you look at these things, and to me, most of it, most of it's nonsense. And you don't want to belittle the people who have had serious health implications with this. And it's a very fine line to walk because yep. there are people who are being physically affected by by this this coronavirus. And the the problem I see with it is. It just it just doesn't feel genuine at all from from the political standpoint. There's, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. These guys seem to be capitalising exceptionally well on this coronavirus. We in Australia here, I don't think we've even hit two uh, two hundred deaths yet. Um, not even two hundred people have died from coronavirus, and yet we've got an entire state locked down. We have, uh, I mean, there's, there's cases of course, but not even two hundred deaths Australia wide, and we've got twenty six million in the population. More people have died this year from suicide already right. and, and have died from coronavirus. You know, and there's, there's a million other comparisons we can make to this, this, you know, the death toll versus the people dying in car accidents. We don't ban all cars. Uh, yeah, I'm looking. I, I just did the away. math on that. 200 out of 26 million is, uh, well, what, 0.00076%. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. It, it's crazy. And, pe- and, pe- and people are forced to wear masks if they leave their home any more than five kilometres, they're going to be fined, X, Y, Z, whatever other, whatever other totalitarian measure they'd like to bring in. And, and the scary, scariest part is our, our citizenry, the large majority of them, are eating it up. There's far too many people who think it's a good idea because they're scared. And that, that worries me. That, that's always, always worrying to me, just how much of their freedom people will sell to feel safe, you know? Yep. It's, um, oh, man, it's an, it's an interesting topic that, I'm sure you and I could continue to keep to keep going here, but we are we're getting near the end of the interview, and do want to end it on a, uh, I guess a little bit more of a, uh, a positive note. Not not that that last moment was was uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That was more informative. So let's let's go out here with a bang. Um, yeah, for sure. What can you give me? Give me one of your uh, your life qu- quotes or principles, something that you feel as though you you live by every day. <laughs> My um, life philosophy, and I use it a little bit when I talk to anybody, is uh, do no harm, but take no shit. 
So that's that's a that's going to be a Resolute TV T-shirt that we're putting out. Will be do no harm but take no shit. So I'm I'm all for people not hurting other people, but that doesn't mean you've also got to cop flogging without standing up for yourself. There we go. I love it. Well, Dean, thank you for uh, for coming on the show today, the Lieberland Show, episode fifty-one. And ladies and gentlemen, as we mentioned, Dean McRae is the Lieberland representative to Australia, filling in for uh, our dear friend Hans Hunt. Hans Norvin, who's getting ready uh, to move <laughs> elsewhere. I'm your host, Adam J. Carswell. Dean, thank you. Mate, thank you for having me, and uh, let's support Lieberland. Let's do it. Guys, thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you in the next episode. If you enjoyed the Lieberland show, be sure to check out my personal podcast as well, Dream Chasers, Interviews with the Future. A link to Dream Chasers is in the show notes. And lastly, if you've noticed, we do not have any ads here on the Lieberland show, and we intend to keep it that way. The production of the show is completely voluntary. I know for myself, it's a lot of fun. If you like what you hear, if you want more Lieberland content to continue to come your way, don't worry, I got you. And I would really appreciate any type of donation whatsoever, just because that always puts a smile on my face too. So donations can be sent to the Bitcoin or Ethereum receiving addresses below in the show notes. It's up to you guys and what your preference is. If you've never used Bitcoin or Ethereum, now's the perfect time to get your first action in the crypto market. Thanks again for tuning in. And like we always say, we will catch you in the next episode.